so for 10 years of my adulthood, I was dating a guy and he took care of me um, financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. <laughs> Why are you covering your mouth? Try not to talk. <laughs> um, uh, I met him when I was um, a teenager, like 18. And then we were together. You do the math because I'm only a year older than whatever you come up with. But um, he bought me my first car. He paid for my cell phone bill. He paid for my apartment until we lived together. Okay, this nigga paid for everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he paid for everything. And I didn't ask him to, but he was just that kind of guy. And um, I had gotten so used to it. How old was he? He was seven years older than me. Oh, uh, okay. He is seven years. He's still alive. Um, and we're still friends, but um, I never asked him to. He was just that kind of guy. Also, I don't know if it has anything to do with race per se, but he um, he's Asian. I hate saying that because I feel like everybody listening is like, I fucking knew it because there's only <laughs> one Asian man in my history. Um, but he's Asian. I don't know if it was like something to do with what he grew up with. Um, uh, but that's just how he was. But then I got used to it. And um, I remember when I was, like, 21, he was like, all right, so are you going to get a job? <laughs> I was like, why would I need to do that? <laughs> like, you're paying for everything. And then he start, and that started causing friction in our relationship. And I never ended up getting a job. I just kept trying to do, like, different entrepreneurial things. Wait, why did it start causing friction? Because I, I guess he felt like I was taking advantage of well, was okay. he not taking advantage of an eighteen-year-old? <laughs> the fuck! <laughs> I don't. I need you to work. I don't kid. think. I didn't feel like he was, but I mean, I I think about the age difference now, and I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's weird because I think he's a great person, and we're still friends. But um, what was interesting about it is when towards the end of our relationship, towards like the tenth year or whatever, I did obviously start working. Right. Um, I used to hate working a lot, and I realized it's not that I hated working. I hated working for other people. Wait, how long did you go in your relationship without working? <laughs> <laughs> Eight years? And then on the last year? So I'm going to get a job now. <laughs> Pretty much. But I would kept trying, like, different entrepreneurial things, and he would, like, give me money to try to start things, and it would never work out, but I would just keep trying. What did he do? Was, was he from money? Did he have money or just working? He worked. Okay. Um, he was an entrepreneur. Right. He dealt a lot with like cars and flipping cars and dealers and auction stuff. I don't know. So, so when you guys started dating, did was that the way he got you? Like, did he like buy you a, a car? Like your no, first daters? Like no, how? no. I just liked him. Okay. And um, I think I he was actually my brother's friend, my older brother's friend. Right. And um, I pursued him. I guess you can say. And then we fell in love. <laughs> That's what I like to think of. Wait, it. you pursued him? Uh, yeah. how, how do you pursue? My brother told me to stay away from him, and I didn't listen. Because uh, oh. so my mom, um, my uncle, I feel like your brother was kind of wrong. He, you know, it complicated things. But like my uncle owned a house down the street from us in my hometown, and then he moved out, um, and they sold the house to my ex. And so my uncle will still get mail there, and he would just walk up the street and drop off the mail to us. And so that's how he and I started interacting. Okay. And so I was just being 
a teenager and flirting and stuff like that. And then I don't even remember how I got his number, but I was like, hey, if you're going to go out to dinner sometime, you can finally take me. And I was like, I see you taking all these other girls, like being really weird. And then one day we hung up and it just went from there. And it lasted for a decade. Wow. Yeah. 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 Actually, what's interesting about, I I liked being provided for, obviously, but it ended up causing a lot of friction in our relationship right. because um, looking back, I didn't give a lot of balance in the situation. And it wasn't that I was like trying to take advantage. Sometimes you could take advantage of a situation and not realize you're taking advantage of a situation, but I was really comfortable. And I liked it. And he even gave me, like, credit cards. Like his credit cards. Who is this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. And first, I feel, I feel off, so credit bad. credit cards? Yeah, I had, like, two of his credit cards that he would just let me. One was, like, for gas. And one was for whatever I needed. And I was a horrible little 20-year-old. I remember I was driving around in the Lexus that he bought me. And I would just pick up my friends, and we would just drive around town, and I would just keep refilling the gas tank <laughs> with the card that he would pay off. I feel so bad. It's so it's so bad. But anyway, um, I started to grow up <laughs> towards year 10, and I started working. I had moved to New York City, like, um, like uh, around year 7, I had moved here, here, and I started working and being an adult. But after, he was still paying for... My cell phone bill. I had started paying my own rent. And Wait, my own after car the 10 years? No, like at year seven. Okay. I was like growing up a little bit. Right. But at that point, he was like exhausted with it. So, but when we broke up um, and I started paying for my own things, actually, <laughs> I didn't start paying my own cell phone bill until this past year, by the way. Yo. Um, but he, he wasn't paying for it the whole time. It was just other people always pay for my cell phone bill, which by the way, is overrated. Paying your own cell phone bill is overrated. Yeah. I don't like it. But anyway, when we started, once we broke up and I started paying for my own things, I realized like, I didn't really know how to adult at all. And I was like pushing 30 at that point. And I was like, wait, how do I balance a checkbook? <laughs> wait. Wait, so How do I pay my car insurance? Who who was paying your cell phone bill up until last year? Is multiple? Well, so or? like after <laughs> you have a cell phone phone bill paying nigga. After we broke up, he still paid my cell phone bill. He insisted on it, and I was like, "Are you sure?" And then when I got with my other ex, he insisted on paying for it because he didn't want my other ex paying for it, so he paid for it. And then when we broke up, I was like, mm, "Nobody else is here to pay for it. Guess it's just me now." <laughs> this is so funny to me because like I, I went through college and um my dad would never pay for my cell phone bill. So just hearing niggas are out here paying for, for phone bills and I tell that <laughs> to my friends and they were like, Other people have paid your cell phone, but I'm like, other people don't pay your cell phone bill. Like as soon as they get another boyfriend, that's the first thing that's off my bill list. Really? So what's second? <laughs> no, just that. I just feel like that's the only thing I feel like that and maybe my nails, but I can handle everything else. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm doing it. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great now. And you know what? What's funny is, um, and I, I was telling him this not too long ago. I was so like, <laughs> dating you is like a hundred and fifty dollar tax that you a month. pay a month. Cell phone bill, nails. It take me to dinner. But know. what I will say is interesting about going through that with him and the things I witnessed. And he was very good. He's still very good with money. I'm sure the girl he's with now is very happy. Um, 
I heard, you know. <laughs> were you were you very happy though? <laughs> were you very I happy? I was very happy. Okay, like, all right. No, we had like it, that didn't buy the happiness at all. We had our issues. Obviously, we're not still together. But what I did learn was how to be an adult and how to handle money. I'm very good with money now. Yeah, how to I use have a, a good amount of it. <laughs> you don't even need checkbooks anymore. Yeah, it's great. Like, yeah, that's the crazy. Part. Um, I know how to take care of myself now. But that was my experience with being a. Um, provided for, for being, being a providee <laughs> for, for being a bad girlfriend no nah, i mean i wouldn't say it's a bad girlfriend i feel like it, i didn't i didn't if, give any balance yeah but if you beat an 18 year old how much balance are you going to get from an 18 year old a 19 year old a 20 year old a 21 year old That's 20 how I feel fucking sometimes. two year old yeah. 23 i'm 34 i can't talk to a 24 year old because it's, it's not the balance ain't there you know yeah but if you can pay for everything then i wouldn't worry about anything but just paying for everything you yeah. know Cause I'm just there to provide that, and she's there to it would have get over. fun. And I think it gets overwhelming, though. But um, that's my life. So it was a great episode, you guys. Peace. <laughs> You're listening to Mempathy Podcast in partnership with Three Springs Media, hosted by me, Nash Rose, and me, Shayo Williams. No, we're gonna talk about um. This topic, obviously, providing and men being providers versus ATMs and all of their stuff. And we have a wonderful guest with us here today. We have Samori Toure. He is part half part of South in the City podcast and co-founder of the podcast network that helps us called 3SM, Three Springs Media. Hi, Samori. What's up? What's up? It's good. Some more. Welcome. Thank you what for up? joining us again. He was on season one, the yeah. cheating episode. Everybody loved it, and we're happy to have you back. <laughs> go, go, go back and check that episode out if you haven't. I'm not checking that episode. <laughs> Spin some gems, just so you know. It's like beautiful honesty going on. <laughs> like I just did about me being a sugar baby. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. That's not sugar baby. Yeah. Anyway, how are you feeling, Samori? <laughs> I'm good. I can't complain. Good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm happy. You're, I, uh, you fasting? I am. I'm literally actively fasting right now. You? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. a lot of the Uber drivers are too. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> They're all Muslim. Yeah, every single one is from yeah. Yemen. Yeah. That's that, so funny. I, I spent twenty eight dollars to go to sweep last night, and normally it's a nine dollar cab ride. So twenty eight dollars. Twenty eight dollars. Oh, like they're not driving. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Are they like breaking fast? Yeah, they're breaking fast. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh. oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So, providing. Have you ever been a provider? What do you think about me being provided for? What are yeah. your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, we was we was talking off mic, and um, I've always been entirely too broke to provide for anyone. Really? If there's yeah. any anyone that's been provided for, it's been me. <laughs> seriously That's like it? my like my ex-girlfriend and like the woman i was speaking to now like they understand like it's a journey with me because i have like <laughs> a journey it's a journey because i have like i have all the things that set me up for immaculate success right a few years from now yeah but in the moment i didn't have those things like my ex-girlfriend i was in law school and she was helping me out Oh, nice. You know? She was uh, providing for you? I wouldn't say providing. Um, It was more so just like if I needed something, she would hold me down. 
Providing. <laughs> no, no. We call that providing. Yeah, I, I, I paid her. I, I paid everything back. Okay. Oh, you paid her back? Yeah. Why? So, so Did she ask you to pay? So it was back? a loan. She was giving loans. No, she didn't ask me to pay it back, but I didn't want to take advantage. Right. You like know, as a principal. I didn't want. I, yeah, I didn't want her to look back and say he used me for certain things when it wasn't the case. You know. Oh. She had, it, Was it because you didn't see her in your future? No, it wasn't. I just don't want to owe anybody anything. Oh. And she had the she had money at the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, from like her mom's life insurance and stuff like that. And oh. so she was able to help me in a way. We thought we were going to be together forever, you right? Know? Oh. So she was able to help me in a way where I couldn't do for myself in a moment. And yeah. I'm not like she wasn't giving me like tens of thousands of dollars, like a hundred bucks every, mm. you know, few weeks. A hundred bucks every few weeks is. Not bad. Not bad. She, she helped out. I'm joking. I'm like, and, she's doing great. Right. So now that I'm sort of like, I have a full-time job now, now that I like, you know, I'm about to take the bar exam in July. Ooh, so, nice. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Wait, you're still in law school? I'm done with law school. Oh, okay. Um, I'm in business school now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you are like about to be a provider in the future. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> So it's, it's like the it's the dichotomy switched a little bit. Yeah. So um, now I'm just sort of setting myself up to be that person for someone else. But the only thing is I don't want to be looked at only as a provider. Okay. What does that mean to you? What does uh, it mean to be looked at as only a provider? Like was it what I was doing with my ex? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it seems as though you actually loved him. But I, I think men are often you know, reduced to what they can provide for a woman that is, like, tangible or, you know, money, uh, material things. There's nothing that's really, there's never, you never really hear about emotional providing, especially Mm -hmm. in this, like, social media world that we live in. It's just, like, if he's not an ATM to you, then you shouldn't be with him. Interesting. You know, like, I'm all for... You know, being able to have your money, being able to make your money, and then getting into a relationship. Right. right. But there are times where you may fall on hard times in a relationship, and you may not have any money to, you know, circle through the the family. Mm. And at that point, you, what are you going to do? You're just going to say, oh, he's not a provider. I can't be with him. Like, this man is, like, he's going through something. He's dealing with a lot of emotions, but yeah. not being able to provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to sort of have some grace. And I feel like when it comes to the word providing and when it comes to thinking about how men should provide for women, there's not a lot of grace that's given to men. It's mm. only just like, I need you, I need you to be able to do this. Right. Not I want you to be able to, but I need you. Yeah. You, it makes it seem like. That's if a requisite, yeah. Yeah, it makes it seem like if I'm not providing you what you need in this relationship financially, mm-hmm. then I can't be with you at all. Then it's yeah. over. Yeah. Then it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, like I'm not money. Like, yeah. I, like I'm literally a six, five black man. Like I'm more than what I have in my bank account. Like you're right. literally flesh and bones. I'm li- yeah. You know what I'm saying? But are you? Cause I think that people really think you're a dollar sign. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what it, and that's you're, what all, it, you're an ATM. That's what it boils down to a lot of the times. A lot of men get that. A lot of men are under pressure. I don't know exactly where it comes from, but there is like this, this idea and I'm guilty of it to an extent. I'm older now, so I'm a little bit smarter, but like growing up, it's just like, 
okay, like, can you take care of both of us? Yeah. <laughs> That's not my job. Sometimes they do it right out the Not even sometimes. They do it right out the gate, like, when, you, and when not, you're dating. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I was going to go out with this girl, and she wanted me to take her to dinner. And she was like, yo, if you don't take me to dinner, I'm not going with you. I want a man. A man is going to take me to dinner. He's going to provide. And I was just like, yo, we can just get drinks somewhere. No, no, no. The provide the meal. Provide the meal. You know what I mean? And she said that. That was her words. You need to provide the meal if you want to go on a date. For me to even get to know Like, that's you. mad transactional. That weird, yeah. And that's what I say all the time. I'm like, yo, you're setting this up for us to easily win. Right. All you got to yeah. do is bring this to the table, you know, this transactional situation. And people, I mean, women do get blinded by that. But yeah. we do also overlook a lot. Like, I I really felt when you're like, I'm 6'5 black man. Like, look at me. I'm human. And we're like, cool, cool, cool. What do you drive? Are you uh, in the NBA? Right. <laughs> like, all of the things that don't matter. <laughs> oh. But why do they matter? I'll they tell matter, you why. <laughs> they matter because historically... When we look at the role of a black woman ever since, like, slavery to Jim Crow to the Civil Rights era, black women have been doing a lot of the maintaining and a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to keeping us as black men in black families together. Yeah. So I think... And we still do. Yeah, and you still do. So I think that sort of weight and that burden that's been carried through time it's sort of overwhelming at some point. So when you find yourself in a phase where you can sort of release and shed that weight from like through a man, you want to do it because it's just like, it's my right, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's my right to be able to take a break from yeah. all of the work that I've been doing for the past 400, 300 years. Yeah. You know, just cause you're, you're 33 or just cause someone else is 28 you may be young, yeah. but you're still carrying the trauma of your ancestors and all of the, you know, the the backlash and all of the, you know, the turmoil that black women have gone through. Yep. So at a certain point, you're just like, I'm tired and I don't want to be this person that has to take care of everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to that degree, I get it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I don't want my daughter to have to feel as though the man she with can't help her and, prov- uh, and provide for her. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it's just like, Not I'm, what, yeah. What do you think you would teach your daughter in terms of like race? Would 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 you want your daughter to be with someone that's black, or would you try to like open her eyes to like? Because I was talking to one of my homegirls the other day, right, and she's black, and she was saying how she is now looking to date a white man because of the providing aspect. It's not even, but she's like, I'm not attracted to them. She's like, I, I, I haven't really got along with any of them. She's like, but. <laughs> I know no, they it's provide. Real. It's real. Even it's like, amazing. No, yeah. even, even if you think about, um, I, I I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I'm sure if we look it up at some point, um, we'll put in the show notes. But if you if you look at statistically, white men probably get married a lot sooner than successful black men. Yeah. Right. And successful black men are not in a rush to get married. Especially when you're making money, you have you you're have options. Yeah, yeah, you have you have options. Like you can just the pick of the litter. Right. And so, I think when we talk about relationships, when we talk about you know wanting to be with certain people, a lot of it has to do with not wanting to feel alone. Right. right? So I think for me, 
I would just tell my daughter, like, it's okay to be alone. It's okay if you... That's key. Yeah. That's a major like, key. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you don't have any children. We know that you may want children, yeah. but it's okay if you don't. You have your family, mm-hmm. you have your brothers, you have your sisters, you have everybody else. It's okay. Yeah. So I think when it comes to race, you know, I would tell her, like, I'd rather you be alone than be with a white man. Yeah. But if you feel as though... <laughs> If you feel as though, like, this is what you need to do in order to, like, feel whole and feel provided for, yeah, do what you have to do. See, I don't know if the providing, like, would would you be then saying I'm stepping away from happiness? Because in the situation with my homegirl, like, she, it doesn't seem like she's going to be happy in that situation. But with the providing aspect, it seems like, okay, I'll be happy enough. A lot, a lot of people are happy when they feel safe. Right. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it for women, it depends on what providing actually means and what they're internalizing that as. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, just to go back really quick, when you were talking about essentially generational curses, right, that we're trying to break things that you don't even realize you're carrying. And, right. and we're also living in a time where we're um, really blurring the lines of gender roles now. So yeah. a lot of people are carrying old traditional ideas of what providing and somebody taking care of the home. Like with my ex, he wanted to do that because I what I was supposed to be doing, which I wasn't doing a very good job at, it was staying at home, cooking and cleaning, and keeping the house in order. Right. To at him, 23 w- years old, which is wild. At, yeah, at, at crazy. Younger than that. Right. <laughs> at 18. <laughs> 16. <laughs> Into 23. Right. I didn't start at 23. It's looking <laughs> back, it was really dumb. But like in his mind, that was balanced. So I think like I <laughs> – your friend who's talking about, like, I don't even want to date white guys, but I will. It's like, you, you get like that as yeah. a black woman. A lot and of black women think like that. And yeah. it's not even like, because, like, you, we love black men. I love black men. But you get tired yeah. of, <laughs> of dealing with oh, it. And I it's forgot like, that. <laughs> Sorry. It's not even like, it's not even, I don't even, I, don't, I can't speak for her, but uh-huh. she probably could just be like, providing could just be like, Sticking to a date. Like, yeah. it, it could be, it's, it's just the bare minimum. And, and Samori, you were talking about how, like, once you get successful, now it's the pick of the litter. That's also a generational curse because we come from nothing and you finally get something and now you finally get to live life where mm-hmm. it's the other way around for them. It's like, this is what my parents did. And yeah. Well, yeah. let me get married at 21 and maybe yeah. I'll cheat on the side. This is totally yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but black, right? yeah. they get out of college and they already have that first apartment together. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like literally. Like, like right by the like water right away, in Williamsburg. Have, their dad is friends with somebody in Wall Street. They have yeah. a job at 23 like, yeah. with a great salary like out the gate. Yeah. And then black women, like kind of what you were saying before some more is like we are already are going through this so we're maturing like i mean (laughs) i'm not a really good example because i was trying not to work but most of us like we're starting at 16 if not younger and and carrying that through not as real i have a friend she her mom is a single mom and she's about seven eight years older than her siblings and she was telling me how from like 13 12 years old she was had she had to take care of her little siblings you know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. And like when you turn 27, 28, 29 and you've been taking care of motherfuckers your whole life. Yeah. You you're not trying to think about being in a relationship where you got to take care of a nigga exactly. or where or where yeah. he he doesn't even have the the bare minimum to take care of you. And 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 take care like we have to also address is it our duty as men to take care of anyone? Yeah. Right. That's the that's yeah. the part. Because that's where this all boils down to. Like, I'm not obligated to take care of you. Yeah. We're making a choice to be in a relationship together. Right. And we are supposed to take care of each other. 
mm-hmm. we're allowing, I guess, these 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 roles and and it's actually interesting. You were talking about gender roles. Like we're in a world where everything is supposed to be fluid. So now when it comes to me taking <laughs> care of you, it, it, it's, it's oh, rigid. It's, it's, it's rigid it's, as fuck. Yeah, right. Not fluid right, there. Right. Not fluid there. Right. But you wanna but but you you'll go in the world and call yourself gender fluid. Yeah. Motherfucker, you ain't gender fluid. Yeah. You fake. You, <laughs> you fake. You gonna pay for this dinner. Yeah, gender right. fluid to an extent. I'm gender fluid too. Pay for my dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my cell phone bill. That's that's a good point. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. Because I do the same. I talk to people and they're like, yeah, guys should pay. They'll, they'll say all the things that, you know, men shouldn't be allowed or, or men shouldn't have to do anymore. But then when it comes to, like, dates, they're like, right. I still think a guy needs to pay or stand on the left side of the street or any of these old school yeah. thoughts. Yeah, know. but, like, my question to you guys, and is that more of a, all right, is it an egotistical thing at this point? Or, like, and I say ego, people get offended. I, I'm just going to say that. Is it egotistical where you're like, oh, why do I have to do this? Is there anything innate in you that wants to pr- provide and protect? Because... And I feel innately within myself, it's like, I can take care of myself. I do a very good job at it. Right. But if a man's in the picture in my life, I'm not saying he has to take over my bills, but, like, I feel like he should be able to, even if I don't ask him to. Why? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It feels innate. It feels like. It's just in the air. It's just inside of me. I think it's something to do with, like, I just feel like. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I I'm genuinely can't tell if I'm being affected by things that have been fed through me through media, or if yeah. I genuinely feel this like from the, the from like the depth of my soul, where I feel like the man is. I should feel protected. Right. I think, and and providing is a form of that. I think what you feel in the depth of your soul has been manipulated and concocted <laughs> yeah. to be this other no seriously like so i think there is a natural feeling of wanting to be protected and cared for by a man right because as a woman you carry a child for nine months and you are in a vulnerable state so naturally in like this you know animal kingdom the human kingdom men are supposed to protect you during this uh process of you uh rearing a child right so that's the, the innateness of it. Right. You're supposed to be protected by a man during your vulnerable times. But You're I supposed think, to provide safety. Exactly. <laughs> and then so that feeling is innate. Right. But I think as we've gotten smarter and as we've become a materialistic society and when you're dealing with marketing, when you're dealing with ad people and you're dealing with a bunch of things, you can manipulate and shift and shape what these innate feelings are. Yeah. There there are psychologists. <laughs> you no. look heard. Uh, <laughs> Channel looks so heard right I now. I love it. No. <laughs> I love yeah. it all. There are psychologists on these big ad and marketing firms for a reason because yeah. they look at how people think and then they try to find creative ways to shape their, their marketing around the quote-unquote innate feeling that someone feels. Right. So when, like... I, I guess in the 40s is when, like, the engagement ring came around. I was just about to say the yeah. ring. I was waiting yeah. to be like, yeah. the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. at the fucking engagement ring. And in the 40s or whenever it was, I think it was a 20s, 30s, 40s, 20s, early. 30s, 40s. Yeah. Yeah, early. And they said, we're going to make this. We're trying to make money in the diamond industry. Yep. So let's try to figure out a way to make that feeling of wanting to be cared for and loved into monetary, you know, into money. Yeah. And this was Tiffany's, right? Wasn't yeah. Tiffany's the mm-hmm. one that started this? Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. They, like they're the ad campaigns. Yeah. So it starts there because before then, you would it would be you, your husband, your kids in a fucking shack. He would go to work. You would take care of the house. Simple. Boom. Yeah. And you know, as time goes on, you know, the diamond ring turns into, you know, you're not even getting to the the engagement part yet. You buying a, a shorty a fucking Range Rover just because she bad on Instagram before you even get to like fully know Goals. her. Yeah. You know, <laughs> still a goal. It, it, it's, yeah. it, it's, 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 people, people don't, women don't think you love them if you don't get them a ring. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. I'm on the fence about that, but that that is a re- that is really broken down very well, and that was a huge marketing thing. But even still, when you said that, it was still it's still like they get it from somewhere. Yeah. Like even before, like you said, like you're in a shack, he's working, you're taking care of the home. There's still like that that um, setup has been in in the structure for so long. Yeah, but think of it more so as a partnership. Yeah, the hus- right. the wife is providing. Stability in a home. And nurturing. The husband is providing your ability to stay in a home. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So the balance has to be there. It has to be balanced. Right. So, and I think a lot of the times that you're expecting that financially is the only way to balance the scales. Right. And men are often looked at as, you know, the financial. Right, right. The financial aspect of it. There's so many other different ways. Like, imagine coming to a like you got this fly ass apartment over Central Park. You you got all the fly shit, but your your husband is abusive. That's not balanced. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. providing all yeah. the things that you like materially, but that's not balanced. Yeah, you know. So when it comes to balance, it has to. We have women have to look at men more than just being, you know, the the option to provide financially. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to look for men to be spiritually in tune, emotionally in tune, yeah. be able to be There's communicative. There's so many levels of providing that right. are being exactly. overlooked. Because it's even like if you if you look at it, like, like I hate saying gender roles, but gender roles, like if a woman, she could be the breadwinner. Yeah. And the guy, there are a lot more situations where the woman's making the money and the guy is actually home taking care of the kids and, and cleaning the house. And that still feels weird for a lot of people. First off, I, I hear from so many people who make money like women that make money, yeah. they do not, a lot of them don't feel comfortable with making and, and providing for him though. It's, that's They'd be like, I'm, I'm going to keep it in my bank account. Yeah. Yeah, but you, but that's what I'm you saying. You still need like to I, pay for the I dinner. Still you still like, need to do this. You I still feel like cab. there's some kind of innate thing there. And I do agree like with the manipulation. I think you explained that very well. But I also think that there's still something there that security-wise, because even that woman who's making more money, She's still going after security. Like we're yeah. we're constantly searching for security. She, women will be suckers for men will be could be suckers for good sex, and women will be suckers for security any day. Even women put up with abusive men all the time yeah. because they get to be in an apartment overlooking Central Park and have car service everywhere. I think <laughs> when men provide, nice yes, th- <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a punch. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. It's th- <laughs> <laughs> a joke. I would not. Knock I didn't say that, guys. I didn't say it. Knock me off for a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Crying <laughs> the rose, yeah. right? Um, yeah, that's what it boils down to. Um, but like you were, like you were saying, um, I forgot what the fuck you were saying. You, you, I was saying so many things. You were saying so many things. And it oh, just knocked yeah. you off your. Phone. A woman who <laughs> makes a woman who makes a lot of money. I feel like they're looking for security in the other intangibles. Like you just want to know. I think women like you want to know that this man wants to provide for you. I think yeah, that's what that's it boils down true, to. Yeah, or that he can. 
too, because that goes a like or working towards it. Yeah, or that he's willing to. Yeah, because sometimes like. Like, I've been with men who weren't, like, making more money than me, but they they did. They provided in other areas. They provided emotionally. They provided with intention. They You can see, like, if they had their shit completely together or if they were the breadwinner, they would be doing what... I get what you're saying. It's my yeah. point. Like, I, and I, that, it's weird. I, wanna, I want to, like, speak to... There are some men that I know who are sort of, like... I don't want to say simps, but they're very, the like... Like how I guess your ex was, you lead with money in the beginning. You just like, and then you realize like, she's only here because I'm giving her these things, you know. <laughs> Which like wasn't she, the case for me. But shout out to a him. lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> like she, she's only with me because I'm flying her out to all these different places. And they know that's how they keep it going. And that's how you keep it going. Yeah. And then you start to feel bad after a while, and you're just like, dang, is she only with me for this? That's why, like, I'm never going to be the type of dude that's dropping a bunch of money on just a random woman I'm dating. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we're going to go, like, $100 at most for the first day. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, that's unless a fair first date, right? First date. <laughs> he's not going to Dumbo House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that motherfucking Dumbo House, nigga. unless you know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Three drinks. Yeah, I mean, fifteen. What are you? Sixteen will pop in there. Nineteen. Oh, but like, shit. if I'm like, if I'm into a woman, like, if we get pa- like, if we get past like the dating phase and we're starting getting a little bit more serious, and like, I'm not gonna be in the dating phase dropping bags on you. I'm sorry, yeah. it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. But once we're just like, all right, I, I really. I like I, I think you're cool and I, I could fuck with you. That's the point where I'm just like, all right, I'll spend some money on you. Or like I'll do a little bit more. I Bec- think I was listening to your podcast. That weren't you talking about buying land for a woman in one of the episodes? No, <laughs> buy land. I, no, 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 no. Good we investment. Because it no. sounds like spending money to me. No, I'm no, just no. <laughs> we were we were talking about when um. What's that money bag, yo, dude? Yeah, money bag, yeah. His girlfriend bought him like mad acres of land. Oh right, that's right. That's and what's up. I'm, and they're not even engaged, bro. Oh shit, I love it. Yes, no, buy him, <laughs> buy men land. Yes, that's too much. Like you're not even, a t-shirt. No, and that's the problem. And, that, and that's the problem. A lot of people want marriage things from people who aren't married to them. Oh, I see right. what you're saying. That's a really good. Wait, how long have they been dating? It doesn't matter. I, I, if you don't got a fucking ring on your finger, you yeah. don't deserve anything. I guess she gets she trying to one up, you know, because everybody gets the car. Wait, but like, if you don't have a <laughs> ring on your finger, you don't deserve anything. It's kind of harsh. All right, there maybe has to not. Be like a period where you no, realize. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you don't. You're not. You're not entitled to anything. That's the oh, that's the better the. Like, if we do things for each other before marriage, before before a ring, I'm not even going to say marriage, before, like, the engagement phase, yeah, it's because we're hoping to get to that point. Right. right. We're understanding that this may not work out, but we're hopeful. Right. Right? So anything I do from this point till then, you're not entitled to it. It's just because I feel like this is the best thing. This is what I want to do for you to make right. you happy in this moment. Right. Like, if, so, like I would, if, if a woman brought me like an apartment and we're, and I'm her boyfriend, I'm not accepting it. So you wouldn't accept that. I was just about no. to ask you, like what would you do if the tables were turning and this woman wants to just spend no. money on you? I'm not, ex- I can't. You wouldn't accept it? No. Okay. Not, okay. Let's take apartment as kind of extreme, but like what if she buys you a Rolex? 
that's a ten thousand dollar watch, fifteen thousand. I can't Why? because it, it it comes with strings. Oh, so like okay, but what if it doesn't? What it comes. Just... Everything comes with strings. If I if a woman buys me a fifteen thousand dollar Rolex and I fuck another girl, she's gonna be sick. Yeah, you even know what without I'm the, even without hundred percent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it basically she'll tell you she ain't. It basically <laughs> feels like you're buying quote unquote my loyalty, and that's what a lot of niggas do, and mm. that's what a lot of women like do. They'll yeah. say, "Oh, if you can't take care of me, I'm gonna find someone else who will." Yeah. Mm. Like the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on now. And I think that's where it gets that's where it gets tricky because loyalty and like being, you know, feeling safe and secure is a lot more than what you can provide. Mm. You know, financially and I and it, I don't know, it's a sick world. We live in a very just like group think mentality type of world yeah, where everyone yeah. where everyone thinks everyone thinks in Twitter and in Instagram that in yeah. line. You know, and it's just like these are not even your real thoughts. You love this dude. But he just can't give you what you want right now. Right. But because of that, you're going to go fuck with another nigga who... So it's not love then? It is love. You can love someone... Nah. I don't think... If you are placing a stipulation on something so superficial, it's not love. It's not superficial because we literally just broke down how you're carrying so much trauma from your past. Well, like that's yeah. That's deep. Okay, but like... It's okay, that is deep. Yeah. I'm gonna but say it's it. also... Just because it's deep and just because that's attached to it doesn't mean that that makes you it love. You have to have the maturity... I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that because I, you've Let's loved, you, no, no, you, you can love people and still do things that, yeah. you know, that are fucked up. Yeah, that are you fucked can. up. Well, yeah, I yeah, mean, you, you can be you totally can, in love with a person I agree. Yeah, and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. No, that's a good point. No, yeah. but what I mean, like to make something like a stipulation that hard, it's not, it's not the love that it would take for somebody to understand the partnership that's necessary. Okay. It's all, it's just, just what I believe. Because most people don't reach that point until they're engaged or they're married. Well, if you buy me a car or a Rolex, ladies, I'm going to let you know right now. I will accept it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that shit. I done spent so much money. That shit is trap, bro. It's going to be 10% back. <laughs> Wait, I, don't, I don't even know how. No, it will be. I, don't, I, don't, like, <laughs> I will accept that, too. <laughs> Curse me out. It's like it's worth the trap. I'm, I'm keeping a watch, too, motherfucker. I don't even know how. You can feel comfortable as a woman accepting all of these extravagant gifts from men, like when you know it's only for, like, to keep you. Yeah. What? Like, come on, I'm not buying you something just so I can know. To keep you? I think it's like, um, I mean, I I don't accept. I mean. I wouldn't accept gifts. What's the most extravagant? <laughs> like I, I'm stuttering. Yeah. I, I, uh, I did malfunction. <laughs> oh, wait. All right. So what's the biggest gift you think you'd take from someone that you would accept? That, that I, you're not dating. That I'm someone not Someone that's interested in you. That's um, making it uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> uh, this could be the nigga that pops up Maybe on dinner. Dinner? Yeah. Dinner's the most? That's the biggest yeah. thing you'll accept? I, I'm not dating them? Yeah. yeah like, he, he's trying to get you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he went on one date. Yeah. Let's say y'all went on one date and went well. And, and you well? know he has money, a lot of money, a lot of money. Okay, so and that but does. that changes things because somebody has a lot of money. What's what's expensive to them changes, right? So no, 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 no. no. I'd be considering <laughs> you, that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. You know what you know, like you know what I'm saying. Like 
you if a nigga is a billionaire and buys you a Range Rover, he still knows that's a old like that's, that's nothing to exactly. him. But that's it's nothing. It's nothing to him. To him yeah. But yeah. it's still but he knows. Yeah, he's kn- something for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're not a billionaire. Right. Okay. Exactly. But you're talking about somebody that I went on a date with that I, I think it's going well. So obviously I have interest, and I know he can afford that, and he right. wants to give that to me. Right. She just said she wants to take the car. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, why? So you, I it. like him, right? Already, you didn't say it for someone I I knew I didn't like. No, you so like you're, him. You're allowing him to buy your loyalty. No, he's not. I, I take it as a gift. I, women, we're different. Okay, men and women are different. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast. What, what if he starts? We're able to compartmentalize that, like you guys can compartmentalize sex. Start, what if he starts flipping out or something? He's gonna start getting clingy as soon as you accept the gift. Yeah. Uh, you then you're talking you about do? somebody that I like. So what? Maybe at that point when he gave it to you. All right, let me be more realistic. Okay. But then he gets like one w- date weird or something. Okay, if it was one date, and I'm still figuring it out, yeah. then no, I wouldn't accept the gift because one, I think that would be a little weird. Right. But if it was something that was well, he's going a billionaire, remember, he's a billionaire. There's, there's nothing. To I would think it's weird if I wasn't feeling him. Okay. If but I thought we were having a great connection yeah. and it would seem really mutual, how much time have we been talking in between this gift? There's a lot to weigh. It's a lot to weigh. Niggas is getting, uh, women are getting gifts, like. I will say this again, because I don't feel like you guys really heard me. You probably, you didn't listen. Women can can compartmentalize gifts like men compartmentalize sex. But men can't compartmentalize the gift that they gave you. So in their mind, (laughs) no. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? In their mind, he's like, yeah, I got it. She got the ring. But but doesn't that suck? Because women would think they put the best sex on you they ever did in their life. And you're like, "Mm." she's like, I got you. And you're like, "Eh." I mean, I really mean that. It sounds silly, but I really think that, and I don't know if it's because we've been conditioned or whatever, but I I will, if, if strings are attached, it's like, that's your bad. You give me a gift. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, but at the same time, it it really, it's hard to put. Are you giving it back? It's, it's hard to put, (laughs) it's hard to put like a a hypothetical, hypothetical situation on it because there's a lot to consider. Like every case is different. If I don't like a guy, I'm not accepting any gifts. If I like a guy, I'd be like, well, maybe this is just how he is. He wants to give me a gift. It just, it really just depends. If if I knew he was making just six figures a year and he tried to do that, I'd be like, "This is weird, and this is probably out of your budget." Mm. I don't know. Do you I just, th- go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you think that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that if a man isn't a provider, that he will have less uh, opportunities to meet or date women? Yes. Like if he right out the gate is like, "I'm not a provider at all." Do you think he would be demonized for it? If yes. he just says that, yeah, it'd be like, it'd be weird. That's a weird thing to say. That's like a girl going up to you and being like, I don't do blowjobs. Which some do. Yeah, or they say, that, I don't isn't have. Isn't that the effect? That's, what effect does that have? It's kind of a downer. No, not really. <laughs> it's kind of a downer. Not really, because I think sometimes people just like. Not def- really. Because def- I've met women that's like, I, I'm not having sex at all. And then a week later, we're having sex. Well, that you're. This is probably because you didn't believe them. But if she was like, <laughs> if you really believed her, would you be like, okay? If you you wouldn't go after a nun, would you? I mean, I I just think it's context is all. It's just I don't know. It just depends. If a guy says that, then it's weird. But like, why why would you say it's weird though? If he's like he's not a provider. Honestly, I'm just gonna be really honest, and I don't care if it makes yeah, me like a bad honest. person. But I just feel like it just comes off like 
um, you don't have your shit together. Like you cheap, don't have your shit together, broke. Cheap, cheap is a different thing, but kind of like you just don't have your shit together. Like you don't know how to prioritize things. You know, how to, you don't have your life in order. That's what I personally hear. I can't speak for every woman, so but why, like, why can't I say the same thing for a woman who always wants me to pay for everything? You can. You can. But she won't go out on a date with you. There's a guy right now who's mad at me. (laughs) Right. He's mad at me because we were at a bar with my friend. And first of all, every time we go out, I pay for my own shit and I pay for his shit. And I'm Wait, fine. You pay for his shit. Yeah, because my we're friends. I like I I don't mind. Like I'm fine. And 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 let me just say this. Like everything I expect, I never expect from a man what I can't do for myself. Number one. And if you can do more, then great. I probably deserve it. But side note, back to the point is like, he's mad at me because I at this point I'm getting frustrated because like he's like letting everyone pay for him. And if we're going to the next bar, and I'm like, are you gonna buy the drinks? And I don't say it, like, in a mean way. I was saying it, like, in the fun way. And he's like, just for that, no, I'm not. I'm only going to buy your friend drinks, and look what you get. I'm like, I didn't get anything because I'm still going to be able to buy myself drinks. But I'm like, you don't pay for anything. And then he's yeah. like. He probably doesn't have money. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's, like, that's, what then, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. he got very defensive. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> and like, you just and, pay for shit? Yeah, and I, every time we hang out. And then he's like. He's you talk con- to this guy? Like, like we're friends. Oh, just friends. We're friends. Okay. And, but he makes it a point, and he tries to attribute that to my character. Like, I'm one of those women that expect men to just pay for everything. Right. If a man he... wants to pay for something, I will always allow it. <laughs> if you really want to. But that doesn't mean I can't pay for things. And that doesn't mean, like, if you don't pay for this round, I'm going to be like, oh, you're nobody. But to come out and be like, I'm not a provider. I don't pay for shit. It's just like, well. Okay, let's take what. Cheo said, and what if a man said, I'm interested in you, but I'm not in a space where I can afford to pay for every date um, by myself? Like, could we go half until I get to a point where I can then begin to pay for you? Don't be looking at me all hard. Like that. <laughs> I'm ready for this answer. Um, would you, the would thing you, is, would okay. you date this man? It okay because he was honest, he was transparent. Two very good. Did you just say it out traits. the gate, or is this after we already like know each other a little bit? I want to say it out the gate, right? Like just off the bat, before the first date. I would say before the first date. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what's interesting? There's a lot. But of y'all things. been talking about y'all been talking. You you find him cool, yeah. like you know. Okay, so if we've been, yeah, okay, out. we're talking about that. Then that gets understanding. That's right. like okay, that's honest. But there are other things to consider because I'm in my thirties. So I would imagine he's in his 30s as well. So then it's just yeah. like, how are you at this point? Yeah, no, I get that. Because I can do that. If yeah. I was in the same boat, I'd be like, oh, I know what it's like. Yeah, we're both figuring out. But I'm not. Right. I, I can I can handle it if the tables are turned. So there, there's a, for me, so there are different a, things to consider. But like, I I'd see where it goes. I, I feel it out. Because some people say that shit, and it's just because they don't have their shit together. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it. you see him working towards getting his shit together. That's a that, totally different thing. Like, first of all, I'm an artist and I've dated artists. They're, mm-hmm. they're the number one people like that. Like, when I see <laughs> you're on the grind, like, that's different. Yeah. That's so different. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, like, you know, Chao. Like, like, I've dealt with artists. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have their <laughs> shit together at all. But you see, like, you get it. I just, I happen to be an artist that. I need comfort, so I go the extra mile so I can have financial stability. But when if I see a man as actually, I can actually see him working towards something. Right. And then sometimes you have to say that you can see that. Yeah. That's respect. I respect that you have a you have a goal, right. and you're actually actually working towards it. Versus like I can't do it right now. You're a UPS driver. How do you? Do no you, no goals beyond that. Right. Like that's different. UPS drivers get paid. I heard though. 
Yeah, I keep hearing that. Every time I say that, people <laughs> are like, but they make money. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I don't give me a better example then. <laughs> McDonald's, <laughs> like McDonald's, yeah. McDonald's. No offense, but like for if years. that's your end game, if your end game is to be a manager at McDonald's, then you're just not a fit for me. Yeah. And that's, that's just it. That's yeah. fair. That's just it. So So do you think do you think a lot of women f- would feel that way, or do you think most women would be like if from that uh, reaction from the guy? I think a lot fun. of women feel that way without realizing that's what they feel. Right. Some people just don't realize where they're coming from, so they'll react like what they see on TV, like, I need someone to do my nails, but what you're really looking for, some people are looking for what I said, but then there are some people who are brainwashed, and they really just think that a man's job is to br- be their come up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just my opinion, though. Whatever. I but. think, go ahead. I think the woman that I have been, you know, lucky to, you know, have taken seriously to the, at this point in my life, have all been very, very understanding of, you know, my my path and my my trajectory. Your path is easy to understand, though. It, yeah, because like, you're it, like it a, has you're the, like everybody's dream. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he's gonna be a lawyer <laughs> or a doctor. Like, you can have some patience for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Some of yeah. the other ones, a rapper, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so maybe I have a, a skewed version of what I think, you're, you know. You're like the uh, the basketball player that goes to the University of Maryland that is on the <laughs> basketball team. And, you know, like, he, he might make it to the NBA. Like, he's right let's there. See. Yeah, you know right? See. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing it. Yeah. You're talking about I'm going to take the bar. Like, you're yeah, like, yeah. anybody be like, hmm, just be his down chick yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> patience. <laughs> two years. It's two years to go. <laughs> okay. All right. You're I an mean, investment. Uh, <laughs> me okay. on the other end? Let's talk about you, Jay. <laughs> like, what? You want to throw parties? <laughs> <laughs> it can happen any moment. <laughs> now, 10 years from now, 30, who knows? I might get on when I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i mean that makes sense so like i have my experience is a little different yeah um people haven't really expected like when i can i do hold it down yeah but it's not really much of an expectation for me to be like that you know that nigga to be like yo i'm gonna spend four thousand dollars on this suite you know it's not really a fair assessment from your point of view you're tall you're good looking you're going to be a lawyer. There's a lot that women are going to be like, what? He, could. <laughs> he doesn't have to do that much. Yeah. I'll pay for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're providing a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot over there. You are a provider. You just don't realize it. Yeah. That's a, that's another thing, though. I think, and I think that's a good, <laughs> no, it's a good point because I realized when um, there are a lot of men, I think the men who has, you know, this whole thing, you know, sort of fucked up are the men who, I guess, are the opposite of me. Yeah. It's yeah. like the men who got no game. Yeah. The men who, you know, they got it. Ain't tall. You know, they ain't <laughs> tall. They not good looking. Yeah, yeah. They got, like, they got they got money. Yeah. But they know that without their money, shorties is not going to be into them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think that's the lo- that's a big part of what's going on now. And I think we're allowing, we allow a, sm- and that's a, that's the thing with social media. We allow a small group of people to be the, the definitive thought process of the masses, mm. yep. you know, like we see rappers and these rapper girlfriends and these Instagram models getting flown out, getting, you know, pissed on in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. And we that's think crazy. that, and we think that that's what's supposed to be happening. Yeah. Like it's okay not to have this fucking Rolls Royce truck. 
it's okay not to have all these things. Like, it's really okay for you to have a Toyota Corolla it and be really cool is. with it. You and know? when you get them, you realize it's it's just another fucking car. It's just another, it's car. another car. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to ride around in a luxury car for like a week. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, this is just a car and I have to pay more for gas. <laughs> and your insurance is higher. Your car is Way more. <laughs> Way more for gas. And you're just buying things to show off for women. And it's just like, I've never been that dude. Like, you know, like, I don't know what it is. I think I'm comfortable in myself. Yeah. Like, I never felt the need to like, sort of like, see a shorty and it was like, I need to go the extra mile to get her. Same. You've never done Same. that, like, in in your life. Did you ever have a period where you did it and you learned from it, or you just never did it? Did what? Did what? Like paid for something to get someone's attention, a woman's attention. Never in my whatever. life. No. Never Same. in my life. You? I didn't. Either? I didn't buy no one a drink until I was like maybe twenty seven or twenty eight. Like that was never <laughs> a part of like my game. Like guys would always be like, "Yo, buy." I'm like, "I'm not buying a drink. I just stand in the corner and then usually they someone get, comes someone over." Or, yeah. Like, it's always been like that until I grew those dreads. But you know what's funny? <laughs> and I grew those locks. It was... What's funny? We met. You bought me a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I did? Yeah. See, but that was like, what, 27, 28? That was years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a young me. When I was young, I'd just pull up. You know, I, I never understood that thought process behind that. Like, I'm going to buy you a drink just to talk to you, maybe, for you to then turn around and look and start talking to somebody else. Yeah. It never felt like it did anything to yeah. help I'm a, Yeah. I think for me, that situation it's the same for me I've always been very confident in who I am yeah. even when I was like you know fat yeah. you know <laughs> I always knew that like, <laughs> you was fat son we gotta see these pictures I was, I was exactly the same yeah. <laughs> but like I've always been com- like my parents are still a high level of confidence in me and I've always been that person like I'm so cool with who I am that I don't need to do anything outside of myself for a woman to see me for me. That's dope. Yeah. You know? That's so, how everybody needs to be. See, yeah. Your daughter's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think and a lot of times people are sort of finding themselves and trying to figure out how to, you know, deal with women, how to, you know, talk to women, how to do these things. I'm like, yo, if she don't like me, she don't like me. Yeah. But I guarantee someone is going to like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And so I, that's why I never really felt the need to go above and beyond. Not, I don't, I, I don't want to say above and beyond because above and beyond is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. In, in relationships. With the right person. Like with the ex- right person. Like an extra yeah. mile. Yeah, extra mile. It's a yeah. good thing. And it won't feel like that for the right person. Yeah, though. right. Exactly. But sometimes I don't want that moment to be the moment where I'm trying to sort of convince someone to enjoy me. Yeah, no, I feel that. You can't see them anyway. You're six five. <laughs> Look over it all. <laughs> they I up. have to tell a joke. <laughs> I have to tell a joke all the time. What um, What would you want to say as we close out um, the episode? Um, like, if you were speaking directly to women, what would you want women to look towards men as? Like, like how to shift the idea of providing a man being a provider? That was very. I think you know what I meant. <laughs> oh, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Struggled through that sentence. <laughs> well, first, I want to address that question from a space of empathy and understanding. Right. Because I do understand that being a black woman is really hard. Being a black woman is not easy. And I want to give all black women their props, their kudos, and Ooh. just a bunch of love for even making it this far. For being the shoulders that we all Aww, stand on. I'm about to cry. Man. No, no, no. It's true. For being the shoulders that we all stand on. 
And I understand with that, that you want your safety, you want protection, you want to feel cared for and loved. But you also have to understand black men are often, we are, we're, we're, we're your equals, you know? Yeah. As you have gone through things, we have gone through things as well. Mm. We fill prisons. We're killed at high rates. We're dying from heart disease. We're dying from cancer at exorbitantly high rates. Yeah, yeah. There's so many things that we go through as well. So when a black woman looks at us and say, I only want you for what you can provide for me financially, it belittles us, you mm-hmm. know, because we're a lot more. We have a lot more stories. We have a lot more experiences than just what's in our bank account. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there are so many ways that we can provide for you and make you feel protected. And it doesn't have to always equate to giving you know, financial stability. Mm. Let's try to figure out ways where we can work together in like a partnership to figure out how we can get to, you know, that financial stability together Yep. or figure out how we can, you know, love each other without having to feel like one person is doing more than the other. It's all about balance. Like you were saying with your Asian man and and, uh, Vietnamese, (laughs) (laughs) It's all about balance, and um, you just want to make sure that it is actual balance. Because I would be damned if I really, really loved the woman or if I felt myself getting attracted to and, you know, caring for someone. And then I found out that if I didn't, if I wasn't in the same space financially, there's a chance that she wouldn't even be here. Mm. Or she'll leave you. Or she'll leave me, you know. Wow. And I I also understand that I don't want to say... That's the majority thinking for women. But for those who do have that thought process, that's what I would say to them. That was beautiful. Beautiful. And I would just say we're all humans. Piggying back off of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was we're good. all humans. Yeah, we're piggy all back human. off of that. So <laughs> piggybacking. No, that was great. Yeah. Um, that was great. That was beautiful. Thank you, Samori. Thank you, bro. For joining us. Yes. Um, it was fun. Is there yeah, anything yeah, was that you want to plug? Listen to South in the City. And um, we actually have a few new podcasts coming out on Three Springs Media um, over the summer. So we'll plug that over time. But South in the City. And uh, it's lit. I'm excited for the future for everyone. Me too. Yeah. This is going to be another favorite, I can tell. Let's, let's <laughs> do it. Samori, we'll be back. Yeah, I'll be there. Peace. Bye. Bye. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please subscribe, guys. You know you liked it. You liked it. You know you loved it. No, you loved it. Did you laugh? You laughed. A little bit. A little bit. So follow us. Probably a lot. Come of on. It. Follow us on Instagram at Mempathy Podcast. Oh, That's Mempathy Podcast. M E N P A T H Y. That's where we'll be bringing you exclusive content and behind the scenes recordings that didn't make the final cut. And you know you want to see that shit. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every single Wednesday. Every 